you guys are in for a treat with this week's episode because I'm just really in my element this week, so you're going to be getting straight facts, and you should definitely stick around because I can already tell this is going to be like the most fire episode I've ever produced. So this week's episode is all about romanticizing life, which is honestly one of my biggest life hacks ever and the reason why I'm always so happy and satisfied with my life. So stick around and I'm going to tell you what you can do to romanticize your life and make every day feel like the best day of your life. You may think, what is this girl talking about? Like, how do I romanticize my life? It sucks, and people think that I'm a loser. Well, even if that's the case, I guarantee you can romanticize everything in your life. And I mean everything. You could be having what some would view as, like, an awful day, but if you're good at romanticizing life, no one could tell you that you're not having the best day of your life. Romanticizing life is definitely something that's really just changed my life as a whole. Like, I used to take everything at face value. I used to always interpret the worst out of any situation. But once I started romanticizing life and just trying to interpret everything in the best way possible, I just felt so incredibly happy all the time. And it's honestly one of the best happiness hacks out there because. Honest to God, no matter what people tell you, you are responsible for whether you're happy or not. If you're not happy, sorry, but like that's just your fault, 100%. A happy person does not have a perfect life. A happy person just takes what they've been given and does the best that they can with it and is grateful for what they have. Like it all comes down to how you treat the stuff that comes into your life. So I'm going to be telling you how romanticizing life has been such a game changer for me, and I'm going to tell you a bunch of the tips that I use on a day-to-day basis to romanticize my life and make every day feel like the absolute best day of my life. Okay, so let's start with how romanticizing life has changed things for me. And I think the best way to do it is to describe a day where I don't romanticize life, like what that would look like, and a day where I do romanticize life. Because, you know, just talking about concepts doesn't really help unless you can, like, see how I'd put those into action. So let's think about a Monday where I'm not romanticizing life. I wake up, not very excited to go to school. I'm going to have a ton of homework this week. Okay, so I get ready not really putting that much effort into getting ready, don't really feel that special or unique, just eat breakfast, go to school, like, normal day, just, like, going through the motions, just, I don't know, taking everything at face value, not too excited about homework, going home, doing homework, eating dinner, going to sleep, bland, boring, normal. Now, a day where I romanticize life. I wake up on Monday, 
really excited, in a really good mood. I get ready, and I pretend as if I am literally a celebrity running through my morning routine. Like, I put tons of effort into what I'm wearing, I put tons of effort into my appearance, and as a result, I feel very confident and ready to tackle the day. I go to school, and I'm not focusing on other people, I'm focusing on myself, because I love my life, and I think that it's absolutely fantastic. I sit down excited to do my morning homework, if I have any, and I work on my homework, acting as if it's really important, and I'm just like some character in a TV show, like I'm like the main character. I get through my homework really quickly, and then I go to class. I'm super invested in class. I pay attention to stuff, like I feel like I'm just thriving and crushing the day. I go home. I make my study space look really good. Like I will light a candle. I will turn on some good music and I will do my homework again, feeling like the main character because I am. And then I will do my evening workout and then I will do a nighttime routine that I really love and that really gets me in the mood to fall asleep. And I will go to sleep and wake up the next morning and repeat it all over again, feeling really fulfilled the whole time. The difference between the two is that in one of these, you're just acting like you're really not that important. Your life is bland. Your life is normal. And in the one where you're romanticizing life, you're acting like you are the main character and your life is really cool and your life is something to enjoy. Like, it sounds cheesy, the whole main character concept, but it's really the best way to describe it to people. Like, do I actually pretend like I'm in a TV show? No, that's a little bit psychotic. But it's just that mindset that you have to get into that helps you romanticize life. Like, make everything in your life fun and make everything in your life enjoyable. Like, don't just go through the motions not making the most of every experience. Like, when you're studying, make it something fun and make it something enjoyable. Like, do fun review games, light a candle, like, play some good music. You don't have to just allow your life to be mundane, if you get what I mean. And that's one of the best things you can ever do, because when you create like study routines and when you really amp up the space that you're living in and put effort into your appearance and always being confident, you will fall in love with your life. I think that if everyone genuinely woke up every day and was in love with the life that they were living, we would have not as many toxic people in the world because when you really love your life, everything just falls into place. Like you just exude confidence and you exude positivity. And that's really the type of energy that everyone wants to be around. And it's the type of energy that will make you successful in everything that you try. So routines are a super big part of romanticizing life. You should have a routine for everything. Like getting ready in the morning, you should have a routine. You should have a self-care day routine. You should have a study routine. You should have a nighttime routine. When you make routines, you want to really hype them up. Like, 
don't just sit down to study in a dingy room. Like, no, you're going through your 10-step study routine. Like, light a candle that you love, turn on good music, lay out all of your study supplies, get your cute highlighters out, and, like, get to work. Don't just sit down and run through the motions, if you get what I mean. You really just want to make everything seem like it's really fun and hype everything up in your mind. When you get up and when you get ready, like, you're not just picking an outfit. You're not just brushing your teeth. Like, you're getting ready as if you are the main character. Like, put some effort into it and really get excited about it. And your results will just be that much better. Like, seriously, don't be afraid to hype yourself up. Whoever told you that you had to act as if you're just like a normal person just going through the motions just didn't want you to be happy. It does not matter if you seem delusional to people because you just genuinely enjoy the little stuff in your life that much. As long as you're happy, that's what matters. Like, you can narrate your whole morning routine as if you're like a celebrity going through their skincare routine. Like, do whatever you want to do to make you feel like your routine is something that you really enjoy and has a purpose in your life. And that will make all the difference. Like, don't just put on pajamas and go to sleep. Like, do a special night routine. Like, I don't know, take a bath while reading your favorite book and then do some skincare, turn on your LED lights, and then, like, go to sleep basking in, like, this glorious pink light. Like, don't just make things bland. Like, you really gotta hype everything up. And that has just made my life so much more fun. Like, I used to not really look forward to stuff. I'd be like, oh, great, another day going home, doing homework, and just going to sleep to repeat it all over again. No, thanks to my routines, now I crave every single part of my day. Like, when I'm at school and I have a lot of homework, I'm like, oh, yay, I get to go home and do my study routine. I get to light a candle and turn on some good music and use my cute study supplies. That makes me hyped up to do stuff that people would think is just boring and mundane. That will help you so much in life. If you can genuinely hype yourself up over everything, you will do so much better than everyone else. Like, even the, like, overachiever kids like me, like, sorry, but if they're not romanticizing life, like, they're gonna get burnt out. This is one of the best strategies ever to prevent burnout or depression. Like, when you start romanticizing life, you will be so in your own world, like, enjoying everything so much that what other people think of you just fades away. You won't even notice it anymore because you'll be so into your own life. That sounds a little bit narcissistic, but it's really not. Like, whoever told you that you needed to look at yourself as, like, an ordinary person and not care about anything just didn't want you to be happy, and that's really just it. Like, you should be excited to wake up every morning, and you should love the life that you live. And if you don't, you're probably not going to feel secure about yourself, and you're not going to have the confidence that you need to get major stuff done. I guarantee you will always be a step ahead of everyone else when you romanticize life. As I said earlier, like, there are tons of other overachievers at Bearden. 
but like I'm sorry but like no one beats me in romanticizing life like I don't look at tests as something to dread as you've probably heard of in my last podcast episode like no I hype it up like I romanticize tests I approach everything with a positive attitude and I genuinely get excited for everything and that's the reason that I don't get burnt out People are just waiting for me to get burned out, but like, sorry, it's never going to happen. And that's because I romanticize life so much. Why would I get burnt out? Like, I enjoy everything that I do on a day-to-day basis. Like, this podcast used to kind of feel like a chore to me, honestly, because I would get stressed about having weekly podcast episodes. And then I really hyped it up. I was like, you know what? Not a lot of people have a podcast, and why would I be, like, nervous about this? No matter what I do, like, I can just sit down and record a fire episode because I do have value and I do have a lot of good insight to share. Like, you don't need to have imposter syndrome. Like, just value yourself and really realize your worth because when you do, you will enjoy life that much more. Like, when you're doing stuff in your daily routines that um, takes care of yourself, like when you're doing a skincare routine and when you have a nighttime routine and you go consistently to bed at the same time every night, how can you not believe that you've got it together? Like, how can you not believe that you're valuable and a worthy person? You just really can't constantly take care of yourself and have fun with life and then end the day feeling insecure and depressed. You just can't. Like, honest to God, try it. You really can't. So no matter what you do, as long as you hype it up and as long as you take care of yourself, you will have such a fun and fulfilling life and you will never get burnt out. You will always be a step ahead of other people. Because let me tell you something. A lot of people in this life may look like they have it together, but unfortunately, I've been disappointed many a time when I talk to these people and it turns out they really don't have it together mentally at all. A lot of people are putting up an act where they're acting like everything's fine, they're thriving, and they're happy, but a lot of people really aren't. Like, social media is so deceptive and showing you the best sides of everyone all the time. A lot of people look like their life is romanticized on social media. Like, it's been said many times, but no one's posting their dark moments, no one's posting their sad moments. So you may be like, wow, these people's lives are so perfect, I can never compare. You can compare. If you actually have the mindset of romanticizing your life, You do compare, and you're a step ahead of all of those people. Because romanticizing life isn't just acting like everything's perfect and trying to make everything in your life perfect. You could take a day that people would see as awful, and because you romanticize life, you will have the best day of your life with the circumstances that you have been given. Okay, literally, like, the Wi-Fi at my house cut off for an hour, so... I'm resuming this episode, and I'm ready to spit some more facts. So, the next thing I'm going to say is that the placebo effect is real. It is 100% real. And you know the studies they do on, like, where they give someone a pill with literally nothing and tell them that it's going to, like, 
cure their liver disease or something. And it actually does just because that's what they tell themselves. They're like, this pill is going to cure me. It's going to work. They genuinely believe it. Like they don't know that it's just an empty pill, but it still works. You can do that with like every single mundane action ever. Like don't just drink water, like drink water telling yourself every sip of this water is making my skin glow. It's clearing my skin and it's giving me the body of my dreams. Like just hype stuff up and it will genuinely give you results. Like you'd be surprised. You can use the placebo effect on almost everything to just like build the life of your dreams. Like even like you totally wouldn't believe this, but like you can sit down to do homework and be like, um, with every homework assignment I do, like more and more people are going to talk to me tomorrow. And look, it works. That may sound like, well, how are you going to influence what other people say to you or how other people treat you with just doing homework? I'm telling you, like, the thoughts that you feed yourself will influence how your day plays out. They will influence the reality that you live in and the results that you get from everything. So, like, while you're at it, if you're going to go through your morning routine, like, feed yourself, like, really great thoughts about everything you're doing. Like, I don't know, like, Washing my face with this specific face wash is going to give me the most clear and perfect skin ever. Like, I will be so radiant <laughs> that people can see me from a mile away. Like, just feed yourself those thoughts. And who cares if you sound delusional? The placebo effect is an absolutely real phenomenon, and I think that you should take advantage of it. Legit, like, don't be afraid to placebo yourself to happiness. You can even use the placebo effect to offset the negative impacts of some actions. So, let's say you have a super big test on Friday. I don't know why all my examples end up being academic, but, you know, it is what it is. Let's say you did not study for this test. Now, you have two options. Either one, you could take the realistic route, the route that 99% of people would take. And you say, well, crap, I didn't study for this test at all. I'm definitely going to bomb it, and my grade is going to drop. Okay, like, sucks for you, but if you want to take that route, that's fine. Or you can take the better route, the route that involves romanticizing life, and you can be like, well, you know what? I don't even need to study for this test. I ace every test I take, whether I study for it or not, and I always guess all the right answers. You know which one is more likely to give you a good grade on the test? Most definitely the second option. Now, it may not get you a perfect grade, but I guarantee your grade will be higher than it would be if you entered the test with the mindset that you were going to fail. I mean, why do you think that athletes always visualize, like, making the winning shot in a game before the game? It's because it actually works. Like, the stuff that you feed your mind actually plays out into how your reality unfolds. I think I said in my, like, Lessons I Learned in 2021 episode, there's this book called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, and I highly recommend it because the things that you feed your mind do actually influence how everything unfolds because your subconscious mind soaks up all of this information and it will quite literally like 
change the outcome of your day according to what it believes is true. So it's so important that no matter what, the last thing you want to do is worry about something or tell yourself that the worst possible outcome is likely to happen. Like, sorry, but if you do that, I will feel no pity for you when things don't go your way. Like, I will not feel pity for you if you're like, ugh, I'm so scared, I'm going to bomb this test, and then you do. Like, sorry, you brought that upon yourself. There's absolutely no reason that you should do that when you have the option of just feeding yourself the best possible scenario. Because why would you just sabotage yourself in that way when you've already done something that you regret, like not studying? Like, why would you make it worse by feeding yourself, on top of the fact that you haven't studied, feeding yourself the idea that because I haven't studied, now I'm going to do awful? Like, no, make the best out of every scenario. That's part of romanticizing life. And I promise you that when you start doing that, the results that you get from that, from placeboing your way to what you want, will blow your mind. And you do not need to feel bad at all about being deemed delusional by other people. Like, yes, some people may call me delusional, but who's winning in the end? Like, I'm the one who's always thriving who always feels happy, and who always gets good results, even if I make little slip-ups like not studying for a test as much as I should, because I know how to romanticize my life and use the placebo effect to get what I want. Like, you have the power to do that, and if people are actually mad at you for doing that, and if people actually want to drag you down and call you delusional, like, you should honestly laugh at them, because they may be calling you out, but like every second they're calling you out, they're not using the placebo effect in a good way for themselves. They're not romanticizing life. Like if they believed in it, they would probably have good results too, and they wouldn't feel the need to like drag you down. No one has ever actually like called me out for it, but like it is a possibility because once you start romanticizing life and using the placebo effect, you will offend people. Like, there are tons of toxic people in this world that will just love to take every opportunity to make you feel stupid and drag you down for feeling confident and happy with your life. Do not let them influence you. But it's not really something that you should be worried about because, as I said, when you're romanticizing your life, like, you're just so caught up in enjoying your own perfect life that you just don't tend to notice when people don't like you or aren't paying any attention to you or, like, I don't know, are even trash-talking you. Like, even if they do, like, you're so in love with your life that no one could convince you that your life isn't perfect. Like, that's what you should aspire to be. And I promise that when you get to that point, what other people think of you legit will not matter at all. So stay strong and do not let anyone drag you down when you're on your journey to reach this point. And you know the best part about all of this? You can use it with your past too. Look, I don't care if you had the worst past ever. Let's say you were always bullied, like people always tripped you in public, people always laughed at you and called you fat and ugly. You do not have to keep living like that was your past reality. You can legit feed yourself thoughts that say that that wasn't your reality. Like, who said you have to be true to what your past was? 
people may actually think that you're delusional, but like you don't have to let them know what your past was really like. And you certainly don't have to live in a way that would confirm that your past was awful. Like, as I said, you could have a past where you were bullied and people always called you ugly. Do you really want to live like that past actually happened your whole life? Do you want to carry that emotional baggage and insecurity around all the time? Like, I would sure hope not. You don't need to live according to how your past played out. You can just feed yourself different, like, stories about your past instead of, like, actually telling yourself the truth and going, well, my past was awful and people have always hated me. Do the opposite. Just say, my past was perfect, everyone always loved me, I've always had such supportive friends, and people have always really admired me. It may sound simple, but, like, it will really reap great results because when you live and you act according to your past experiences, if you didn't have a good past, then, like, good luck having a good future. When you have a negative past, it enforces this negative snowball effect, which I'll definitely make a podcast episode on, but, like, the snowball effect is so real If you genuinely, like, live according to your past and you say, well, I was never popular and a lot of people didn't like me, your mind is going to be like, well, since no one really liked me in my past, why would they like me now and why would they ever like me in the future? And you will fulfill a prophecy of having people not like you. And the simple way to change this is to just feed yourself different thoughts about how your past was. It's very, very simple, but it will really change everything for you. You do not have to hold on to your negative past experiences or your negative past emotions. Like, so what if someone dumped you? Like, don't keep feeding yourself that story. You know what? Change it in your mind. You dumped them. Trust me, it will make you feel so much better, and you genuinely just don't need to hold on to all that baggage. When you let it go, and if you have a painful experience, when you just replace that with a positive version of what actually happened, you will just let all of this negativity and insecurity out, and you'll no longer have to live according to those awful experiences that you had to go through. So that's just something to suggest. That may be a little bit too much for some people, but I know a lot of people who do have a lot of, like, well, let's just say baggage, and I brought this idea up to them. They tried it, and they actually said that it helped them a lot. So if you're one of those people and you feel like you really hate your past and you're ashamed of it, just feed your mind a different story of what happened. Just change things and look at them in a positive light or just change the story altogether. And the final tip I will give you deals with your present. We've already talked about how to fix negative experiences that you've had in the past and use those to romanticize your past life, but now I'm going to talk about how you can romanticize your present life and it's something different than routines. This is for unexpected things that happen in your life, you know, things that are out of your control, like um, interactions with other people, like certain, I guess, like, 
I don't, I don't know how to say it. Like, just events that land in your lap every day. So, let's give an example for this. Let's say someone ghosts you. That's something you don't have control over. What you want to do to romanticize everything in your life, even what some people would think is awful, like being ghosted, interpret things the way you want to interpret them. You do not have to interpret events that people have always told you mean something bad in that way. Like, everyone feeds the message that ghosting is awful and means that someone doesn't like you at all and they've lost interest. Well, you don't have to see things that way. You can obviously feed yourself a different version of what that event means. A lot of people have the tendency to always interpret things in the worst way possible. Like, there's some girls that will just come up with, like, a list, well, and guys too, of reasons why people have not responded back to them within an hour. Like, no, (laughs) just stop. Always assume the best case scenario. Like, wow, they didn't respond for an hour because they're so enamored with me that they just, they were so paralyzed they couldn't even type up a message because I just gave them butterflies that badly. Like, come on, there's no shame in interpreting things in the best way possible. And when you do, you just won't have all this anxiety and worry anymore. You have to romanticize every event that happens to you, no matter if you've always told yourself that that thing is bad, like being ghosted, as I said, you can now romanticize it. Like, don't look at it as a bad thing. Find some way to romanticize every single event. Like, someone says that your outfit is ugly. You better romanticize that. Like, wow, my outfit looks so good that it made them want to call me ugly so I wouldn't feel so good about myself like I should feel. Like, people should be afraid of us. Like, We're about to be so delusional that, like, nothing they say can bring us down. And that's really not something that anyone needs to be ashamed of. Like, we stay winning because we don't let trolls get in our way of being happy. We don't need to interpret things in the worst possible way. Like, so what if people ghost you? Like, it won't affect you anymore because you are so good at romanticizing your life that nothing will make you sad. Because you always view things in the best possible light. Like someone calls out your outfit, no effect on you. Because you're so good at romanticizing stuff and twisting it to fit the idea that you have like a perfect life and you love your life. That's what this is really all about. Like you can be handed like a metaphorical pile of crap and because you're so good at romanticizing things... It'll be like an absolute blessing to you. Now, I would like to put a disclaimer at the end of this episode. You do not need to take this to like an extreme level, right? Like, obviously, if a friend is actually being serious with you and telling you like that there's an issue that you need to work on or like if something serious happens, like, I don't know, you're having a serious issue with one of your friends, don't just, like, try to romanticize that. Like, don't run away from issues and don't use romanticizing stuff as a way to avoid the things that you actually need to work on. 
Like, if you're genuinely doing bad habits all the time, then that's obviously not good. And you need to face those issues or whatever internal conflict you're having. But this is just a really good trick to use for, like, little things in life and events that you may normally see as mundane or bad. It's just a great way to avoid having anxiety over things and make your life feel a lot more happy and fulfilling without much effort. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode, but I hope that you really enjoyed it because, well, let's be honest, it was straight fire and it's totally going to change the way that you live from this point forward. So I honestly really can't wait to see how all of your lives are taken to the next level because of the wisdom that I've dropped in this episode. Um, Let me know how it goes and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Don't be afraid to DM me at Personal Growth Project Official or on my personal Instagram at Abigail Lang if you have any questions or ideas for the podcast. And in the link on our Instagram bio at Personal Growth Project Official, you can find an application to speak on the podcast if you'd like to share an interesting story that you have or a lesson that you have for the listeners. I'd love to have you on the show. So I'll see you next week.